Sports Randalicious. Welcome to the SEO Rand. I am your host, Morty Holmes, and you might know me better as Wix's head of SEO branding. But I'll remind you, this podcast is pure unofficial Morty magic. It's got nothing to do with my official role at Wix. For official stuff, I guess, check out the Strips Up podcast over at Wix.com slash SEO slash learn. When does the SEO rant come out? Mm, kind of weekly, sometimes bi-weekly, sometimes twice weekly. Is that a real word? I don't having an actual schedule. I do try to put it out weekly on around Thursday or Friday, depending upon my podcast schedule. I do three podcasts. And then what am I going to do? Release all three in one day. So I kind of have to spread them out. So it does make sense to subscribe. Where can you subscribe to podcasts? Well, you can subscribe on the SEORant.com. Also, Citrus Spotify, SoundCloud, and wherever great, terrible, and even mediocre podcasts are found. For today's listening pleasure, we have a marketing consultant. He oh, he hosts his own podcast called Make Marketing Great, of which I was a guest. It was a lot of fun. His production is amazing. He is the one. He's the only Elaine Mack. How are you? Sounds uh, sounds good. It's uh, great to be on the podcast. And can I just say, like, I love the intros. I think out of all the podcasts that I keep listening to in this space, I think you have one of the best and most unique. Uh, intros. I really look forward to it. To be honest with you, it's. I tell them it's like it's all downhill from here. And in another life, I was a I was a sports announcer. Or, uh, or you know what? That makes DJ. so much sense. Yeah. Honestly, whenever listening to like the podcast again, like the intros, I keep forgetting like this guy should be like a radio host somewhere. Do you know what I mean around the world? So I, I could do like horse races, like uh, you know, Seabiscuit uh, rounds for the first turn. Seabiscuit for the second turn. No, he's overtaken by some other dumbass name for a horse. I could totally do that. Yeah, I you know what? That. I with even with my own podcast, I seem to kind of like because I don't you don't hear a lot of like South Africans even in this space or even like uh, having like their own podcast or even like I'm a little bit intimidated when you know, like <laughs> assessing my, like my own audio and stuff like that. But uh, it again, uh, thanks for having me on. It's it's great to be here. Yeah, so we spoke a while back on your podcast, which the fact that we're mentioning it here will mean that I'll link back to it. So be multiple links back to your podcast. Amazing. Wow. Follow links back to your podcast. Um, and, the, and we talked about AI and we were talking about before the uh, the actual recording, how that wasn't so long ago, but it feels like it was forever ago, which is amazing how that works in marketing. Because I feel that was a year ago, but it was maybe like a month ago. But it goes to show you, um, <clears throat> especially with some of the people that I've been interviewing uh, in this space, whether it be like consultants or, uh, you, you know, a uh, some leaders within within the marketing world, especially within SEO. Um, I've always referenced that apart from like this looking like an update, this is almost like a revolution within this space. Do you know what I mean? Um, so it'd be interesting to find out exactly how ChatGPT with with Microsoft, uh, you know, Bard, you know, starts to come out with with Google and and all of that lovely jazz, to be honest with you. Again, I think we summed it up really. I think to, this year is going to be the fight between AI. Yep. The AI wars. The AI wars have begun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> this podcast is not about AI, though. This podcast is about subdirectories, subdomains, CDTLDs, and all that good stuff. Yeah, and I think the reason why I picked this one, although it's a little bit technical, but again, I won't go into too much of the technical aspect of it, but it was actually one of the things that actually brought me to love SEO so much. I remember like years ago when I had gone to a... Uh, a training session and there was a, a lady that was a consultant um i do apologize i just could not find the details on uh, linkedin i have too many connections but uh, we were talking about how businesses that uh, are 
you know, that present themselves globally, how they can best uh, market themselves. And she was talking about subdirectories, subdomains, uh, CCTLDs, which I don't even think that was even the abbreviation used at that time. And I was just falling in love with the fact that, you know, there's this whole thing. And not to mention, it's a deep rabbit hole, the more you go down into it as well. But um, as with this podcast, and as this is the SEO rant podcast, I want to have a bit of a rant as to some of my dealings um, over subdirectories, subdomains, CCTLDs as uh, at the start of this year, and even towards the back end of um, last year, I've received a number of clients that are looking to position themselves in different places. They're referencing this, but they have just genuinely no idea as to where to get started and and stuff like this. So I figured that this might be a good place to to start and just talk about. So um, let me let me put on my therapist hat for a second. What troubles you? Um, I think it's subdomains. Again, I I think probably one of the things that uh, it troubles me, uh, especially when going into it, is just trying to convey some of the important factors of this. Again, it's a bit of a rabbit hole. And obviously I can fully understand from a, a company's point of view, uh, whether or not to try and adjust to to each given strategy. Uh, but there's just so much to take in, uh, in terms of this. Um, again, um, I think probably one of the most concerning things about it is uh, our beloved John Mueller, who, as I'm trying to explain to clients as to which one is the most appropriate. And for example, if I'm trying to stress the case that we're trying to look at a subdirectory strategy, whether it be to target uh, different uh, languages or potentially uh, different um, regions, for example, um, as as companies are becoming more aware of the, the, the strategy, then you get John Mueller that says that, um, for example, Google Web Search is fine with either using either subdomain and subdirectories, and then I'll get kicked back on that <laughs> in terms of like, you know, like I, I thought you said that subdirectories is a lot better than subdomains. Why do I have like a, a quote from like John Mueller saying this? So Again, it's it's a it's a contested side, believe it or not. Um, maybe more contested than than people may know when trying to assess whether or not what strategy is best. Because again, you can, I think, in terms of subdirectories and even CCTLDs, it's 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 one of those two strategies where it's highly contested, and you could argue either or. To be honest with you, and trying to differentiate and trying to advise a client as to which one to take is 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 quite challenging. I feel I'm on, as you're talking, I'm looking up some tweet that I put out about this because it was make it, it. This is one of the topics that makes me nuts, and I can't find it, which is so annoying. I can't remember what I said, but it was a great point. Um, if I don't say so myself, wow, that that didn't sound bragging at all. It's one of those things where there's so much SEO energy, for lack of a better word, tied up into. I remember doing a webinar with I think it was SCJ, and someone asked about subdirectory subdomains. I'm like, look. You got you got to think like Google's like super smart. My 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 cousin Eli Schwartz has a whole thing about um uh, how smart Google is. He said they can build a car, a self driving car that knows the difference between whether or not a squirrel or a human walked out in front of it. And he uses that point to say like you mean Google can't do that? They're not smart enough to do that algorithmically. You think Google doesn't realize that travel.cnn, entertainment.cnn, or whatever, whatever fun.cnn, whatever the hell they have, is not part of CNN because it's a sub, it's a subdomain. Like how yeah. stupid must Google be? Oh, we really fooled Google. It's travel.cnn. 
not entertainment.cnn. They have no idea they're related because they're doing properties in Search Console. Makes zero sense to me. And I think Google's smart enough, and this is, and people will give me shit about this in the end of time. I think Google's smart enough to realize that sometimes the subdirectory is, or sorry, the subdomain is is meant to be a different entity from the website. And sometimes it's just the best way to structure the website itself. And when it's the latter, it realizes that, hey, we should look at this thing as one entity, especially if they're interlinking through each other, which is a great way to know if they consider themselves separate websites and brands or if they're one website. And if they're not, then we'll treat them separately. And that's, I think, why you get the advice that it doesn't really matter. It's okay. And then you'll hear Google say, John will say, sometimes we do look at subdirectories and for differently than subfolders, blah, 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 because whatever, whatever. And I think that's why. I think because they can differentiate what it does make sense and what it doesn't make sense. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think you nailed it there, to be honest with you. But again, like, Again, like this is a deep rabbit hole. And again, the more research you do, especially from uh, whether or not you're a consultant or you're an agency as, you know, things change or even uh, from the business itself, you might find snippets. You know, uh, to be honest with you, I've had a load of uh, experience with regards to implementing subdirectories and CCTLDs, uh, for example. And uh, you'll have clients that would, will reference like case studies and say, I've just implemented a subdirectory, you know, move from a subdomain to a subdirectory and you see like massive amounts of traffic. And then you like, you know, you get clients that say, well, WTF, like I thought this was the right strategy or is it not the right strategy? So it's trying to convey that. I think what's also quite important is just the fact that um, trying to assess as to what can be done on the client side. You know, I think there's a level of argument where, CCTLD is actually the most preferred because obviously with if you're targeting, for example, the UK, a .co.uk has greater influence in terms of trying to target more a localized, uh, you know, means of search or .co.za for my South African fan, fans out there. Uh, but again, it's it's highly contested. There's loads of, uh, you know, push from from different sides. I would imagine even those that are listening to this must probably be either, you know, aiming towards one side or the other. But I think it also comes down to uh, to what the client in certain circumstances, what they're offering, what they can afford uh, as well in terms of technicality, also looking at um the CMS itself, you know, what can be done? You know, there's a lot of CMS uh, CMSs out there. You know, our beloved uh, Wix, uh, Editor X, WordPress, Drupal, Shopify. Shopify is also contested aside uh, when it comes to trying to implement subdirectories, subdomains, and and so on and so forth. Oh, I remember. Okay, not, not, I'll get back to what you're saying in a second. I remember what, what my point was. I can't find the tweet, but if you look at um, actually, it's Crystal Carter's point, kind of. If you look at indented results. So there are subdomains in there, meaning let's say you search for like, uh, I don't know, bad, crazy, you know, I'm, uh, well, I'm going to NHL power rankings, ESPN, right? So you might get ESPN, you know, on their main hockey, whatever. Let's just say yeah. for argument's sake, ESPN had a you know, uh, NHL.ESPN or hockey.ESPN. You might, you'll get indented 
underneath the main domain results from the subdomain. So if Google didn't know they're related, how come they're showing them indentedly? That was my proof. Yeah. That was my proof. Yeah. Okay. Back to your point, it does depend on the CMS, right, how you go about doing this. And it also depends about on the client but after you leave, what happens? Right. For example, one of the points that John Mueller makes about subfolders and subdomains, I actually pulled it up. I'll read it to you. Um, so someone asked question, how does Google treat subdomains for this folders? Is authority passed through the subdomains? John's answer. Oh my gosh. I don't know if some, it must be from a, a webmaster hangout. If someone is trying to troll us again, <laughs> <thought someone> was <laughs> from our, we, from our point of view, when we talk with the search quality team, they say subdomains and subdirectories are essentially equivalent. If you can put your content, however, you can put your content however you want. Some people in the SEO world have very strong opinions, don't really. And if we say it doesn't matter and someone else says you should do it like this and you want to follow their advice, then it's like, go ahead and do that. Because from our point of view, like we say, it doesn't matter. I think there are a few aspects that play a role here, which are less around SEO. But more around things like reporting, um, like things reporting. Uh, that's make it must be not a good transcript, but okay. But more around things like reporting. Uh, how easy is it to set these sites up? Do you want to track the performance on separate host names or together on one host name? So those are the kind of things that I think you need to consider for after you leave, after you're out of the picture, and the clients now got to manage all of this. What might be easier for them so they don't screw it up and say, hey, this doesn't work. What did you, what did you do here? Because by the way, the client will blame you. Even though it's got nothing to do with you. You, you told me to use subdomains. I, yeah, I as yeah. the SEO, use subdomains. Now you're complaining that's a pain in the ass to manage. Well, but then it doesn't matter. They will blame you. Yeah, absolutely. Um, again, this is, it's very, it's again, it's very contested. I mean, I even have some simple questions where whenever we're discussing for example, subdirectories, and I'm trying to showcase the strategy going forward and then trying to show them exactly how it's going to be done. Then all of a sudden I'll get the question, wait, why, why are we looking at a, a multilingual plugin or this and everything? What does this have to do with subdirectories? And it's all, it's all you know, honest, you know, good uh, questions and everything like that. But to be honest with you, there's also, there's just so much work that needs to be done. So if you're targeting, again, I've had experience where I think even the most uh, difficult aspects, and again, going on another round, which is like trying to implement, for example, subdirectories in the same uh, same uh, language, you know, same speaking country. So whether or not you're targeting US, Canada, UK, South Africa, Australia, those are very difficult. And in and obviously, as I'm sure you can understand, it's basically, you know, replicating the sites over and over again. Yep. And trying to also come up with the fact that you, you're trying to avoid cannibalization in certain respects, which is also another headache as well. I think also what summed it up, I listened to to another podcast of yours with Gemma from WebCertain. Oh, yeah. and I think she also Great. kind of like nailed it in, in the head as well. It also presents a good opportunity when when coming up to international SEO, because obviously with each market, you need to make sure that you do your key keyword research properly. As a as a UK and South African national, I can vouch for the fact that it's it must be a headache for certain circumstances, like what we call like traffic lights as robots. Whereas like traffic lights here, motorway, highway, you've got to change those different things and subdirectories or the other strategies. You, it's not only about trying to implement them, but trying to adjust the content locally to to those to those areas. But again, it's 
it's very difficult and uh, time consuming when trying to explain it to a client and so on. So yeah, it gets really it gets really you know particular, and you have to get really in the weeds to understand the different stru- site structure, um, how how Google handles the same language in multiple markets. And I don't think that most I would imagine most business owners are just not meh. I, I just don't, not my thing. I don't want to get involved. I as an SEO, this is not my favorite thing, by the way. So I'm I'm perhaps projecting onto the business owner, but I can imagine that that is not their best and most fun thing to do. Yeah, yeah. And again, I think you mentioned something. It's about it's not so much about uh, trying to get something implemented, but it's something that the business itself needs to to live with, right? Because you you know you forget at the end of the day that once uh, you've implemented changes, you know, like again, this is like a a, a very big change to to. To, to a given business's website, they need to live with the fact that, you know, they need to manage the site. Again, whether you're looking at subdomains or subdirectories, it's a lot of work. You know, you've created two, you know, you create a multiple, you know, segments of the website that, you know, you need to manage and you need to also stress the case um, of that too. Um, it's not a simple case of, you know, logging in somewhere and, you know, managing everything all just in one place. It can be quite daunting. Do you know what I mean? Yep. Uh, not to mention it doubles the amount of SEO work um, as well. But again, um, it's 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 one that uh, you need to be very careful with in trying to make sure that you're you're trying to implement the right strategy uh, with with your clients. And there's so many different factors. I mean, as much as probably what I would love to do is like advise always that if you're looking into a certain market, just look at a CCTLD. But you'll just find businesses that just can't afford to have multiple CMSs. That's a lot. You know, different, That's a lot. Yeah, and that not to mention, lot. not to mention, at the end of the day, if they don't have the domain or they have the domain and nothing's been present on it, it's about trying to work on something that's brand new to Google. So you have to, you know, help build the domain authority on a brand new domain in 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 a localized area. Um, and there's just so much research. Again, I go back to to Gemma mentioning about like the importance of trying to localize uh, keywords and you know the structure of it to make sure that it's more appealing, it's more recognizable by the the local market. So there's just a there's just so much that goes into it. There really is. I think it's probably one of the areas where it's the it's the hardest to to try and convey yes. to 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 clients, and it's the it's it's probably the the longest in terms of trying to get over the line in terms of having someone say fine i agree with it let's let's get it going i've had for ex- i think the one time it took me about like nearly 8 months from start to finish in terms of just trying to get one just to agree that this is the the right strategy for them yeah cuz you really get into the weeds of indexing and, and crawling and indexing like um i to think like uh, i have i have different cctlds you know .es .uk whatever it is why do i need hflang like shouldn't that tell google that the .es is the Spanish page and the .uk is the English page. Yeah, yeah. Now you got to explain, well, it's not always perfect. Now you got to get into that. And I, I, again, like, I feel like that's where you're going to lose buy-in. Okay, let's let's like restructure. Okay, how do you, you're, you're trying to deal with that kind of problem with a client. How do you get them to either A, just leave you alone to let you do whatever the hell it is you want to do or actually explain to them where it's probably not in their wheelhouse? You know, that's that's also equally a good question. The one thing I can vouch for, uh, some of the most common questions that I get asked is because of it, this being such a, a tedious task, not tedious, I don't want to use that word, but- I'll use it, tedious. 
yeah um they a lot of clients ask for like uh, case studies again going through the rabbit hole of trying to look at uh you know different uh, ca uh case studies uh, or documentation semrush or or the, or the rest of them and trying to see as to what's what's best for them uh, they want to look at particular examples of how other websites have implemented it successfully as well um so yeah that's that's something that that, that they they ask me that's that, that they can do I think probably the the one one of the areas again this could also be a rant is when you have a client that wants to enter like for example like a difficult market like China and I mean we could go on and on you know like that is so difficult whenever some whenever I have a client like that mentions we just want to hop onto like the Chinese markets and it's so <laughs> difficult I mean you're not even talking about like trying to utilize their existing CMS or their existing domain it's such a tedious task you just, just tell them only Nixon can go to China. Yeah. <laughs> I had so I just recently had Owen Lloyd Williams on about this a second time about um Baidu and China SEO. And it seems like an entire disaster if you want to break it. Like I I, I kind of feel like if you're trying to do something like China, I feel like every time I say China, I do the Trump China. Um yeah. <laughs> I can't help myself. <laughs> Ass hat. Um I feel like you probably want to find someone who specializes in China SEO. Yeah, yeah, it's difficult. It is really difficult. I think in certain circumstances, you need to literally. Uh, there's various aspects you need to have. Uh, in certain circumstances, again, I won't go into the technical aspects of it, but you need to have in certain segments like a business there. Uh, you, you need to have connections in that space to just get yourself started there. Um, and don't be, don't be uh, amused by the fact that uh it's not like even once everything starts to work like their webmaster tool is not it's not an it's you're trying to translate that into english it is so it is so difficult it's meant to be difficult because obviously they 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 want more you get the impression that they want their own you know businesses own within that space. i got that impression when i was using the baidu map to you know explore tel aviv and the biggest thing on the map like the largest icon was the Chinese embassy in Tel Aviv. I kind of got the yeah. impression this is a China first search engine from that. Yeah. Yeah. It's I, I until that moment had absolutely no idea there even was a Chinese embassy in Tel Aviv, nor did I care. Yeah. Yeah. But I think uh, one of the things that also uh, I want to reference is the fact that like it, the reason why I, I have this love hate relationship with regards to subdirectories, subdomains and CCTLDs and everything is that I've always had the opinion where Good SEO doesn't start with like trying to whether you're at the very start trying to an analyze what the website should be uh, should have or anything like that. SEO starts from the domain, in my respect, right? It's probably, arguably, whenever I have new clients, for example, that uh, have been doing business globally but have like a .co.uk or localized domain, they didn't even know that one of the the mistakes, if we can call it a mistake was actually the domain itself, you know, you know, trying to showcase that, you know, you know, your TLD is very important in terms of, you know, who you're trying to target and, and stuff like that. And most importantly, I've also encountered a lot of businesses that haven't invested, they don't own the .com version of their own website or something like that. So, so yeah, you know, like aspects like this also play into the likes of trying to implement, you know, these strategies, you know, globally or locally. I, I agree with them. We'll end on that point. Like the domain is the most important, is the, the foundation of, of SEO. I mean, Crystal Carter and I did a website, a website, 
uh, we did a website, but we did a webinar. Um, I think it's a, on the Wix SEO Learning Club about homepage SEO because the homepage, which is the domain, is literally the most important part of the website. And there's so many things that need to go into it that you don't really think about because ah, it's a homepage, whatever. It's not a landing page that we're getting the money from that when you don't consider them, you're really missing out because it is the most important page because it is a domain. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. Uh, you can, I, I, I got you speechless. You can't argue with that. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, but again, we talk, we talk so much these days about like, you know, adjusting content and everything like that, but more, more than not, it's, it's one of the first things that I, that I reference, you know, sometimes we look, I, I like to also think that sometimes, you know, agencies and even consultants have a bit of tunnel vision when it comes to that. But sometimes when trying to assess the goals of a business, Sometimes it comes down to strictly that, like, did you know, did you not know that, you know, maybe you've been holding yourself up because you don't have the presence in the United States as much as what you used to, because you have a, a UK businesses that te technically is targeting this and targeting that. So it's, it's also just trying to help understand what the business wants. Again, trying to understand all these three different strategies comes down to the questions you would ask uh, clients. Again, there's budgets, you know, there's the, the trying to ask them questions in relation to their goals for international SEO. What countries, languages do they need to target as well? And God forbid, let's not talk about using Google Translate to translate co uh, content over to, to different countries as well. That's that's also another headache. I've also had uh, shame. Also, the the normal questions where can we just translate? I don't want to have to, you know, find someone you know locally within that region to translate the topic. But you need to. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yep. Which goes back to what we talked about with uh with uh, Gemma on the on that podcast. With that, where can people find you? Um. So. Uh, I'm a consultant over at Marketing Optimized. I also have my own podcast, uh, which focuses uh, on the individuals that make marketing great. Uh, I think there's just so much content out there in terms of what people are doing. I just wanted to create an atmosphere where it showcases what, how people landed up you know, in these industries and making it great uh, as well. So people can either reach out to me at Marketing Optimized, where I focus on everything that's whether it's SEO, PPC, content creation, graphic design, I'm naturally inquisitive. So, so yeah. Uh, otherwise, uh, find me on podcasts where uh, I've had you uh, and others as well. So much appreciated. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, it's a great podcast. Highly recommend it. The production value, by the way. Look for the the audiograms and and the video assets you put out because they're awesome. The production value best. is wonderful. Um, Elaine, thank you so much for coming on. To my dear audience, where can you find the SEO Rant? Well, over at SEO Rant on Twitter, theseorant.com. It's just about my SoundCloud or a great podcast I found. Wherever you found it this time, find it again. If that's your friend's car, hop in your friend's car. Listen to it again. New episodes typically Thursday or Friday each week. Elaine, thank you once more, once more. And to my dear audience, toodles.